0: Hello and thank you for listening to episode 485 of 60MW. I'm Dave and this is another of our interview shows. And this time I'm stepping into the music world and having a chat with Mark Bowles all about the new Ring of Fire album Gravity. And of course the usual tangents. You know me, I only ever do interview shows with people whose work I really love. And so we quite often go off on all different tangents. So You'll hear a few of those as well. I should begin by saying I have some I have some good news, but I also have some bad news. And I think in situations like this, you should always get the bad news out of the way first. The bad news is that this was, was also going to be a video show. Uh, unfortunately, the video didn't record, which I am gutted about, as it would have been so good to put it as a little bonus as I often do onto our YouTube channel. And uh, the good news is, well, first of all, the good news is is Mark was a great guest. We had a, a fantastic chat together, so I'm sure you'll enjoy the show. And also, I'm looking forward to chatting to him next year. As you'll hear, he's got so many projects on the go that, uh, yeah, he'll be back on the show next year as well. Hopefully, fingers crossed, maybe even recording a show in person So we will make sure that we get the video recorded this time and that one can go up on our YouTube channel. Until then, sit back, relax, get comfortable and listen to me and Mark have a chat about the new Ring of Fire album Gravity and a few other things beside that too. Mark, first of all, I say this to all the guests. Thank you so much for giving me some of your time today as as you sit uh in nevada in the morning over there like we were just talking about off air that it's obviously the weather's a little bit different over there but it's uh it's early in the day for you isn't it
1: yeah it is yeah and our weather here we only have two two seasons we have summer and winter there's nothing there's no spring and no fall it goes from 100 <laughs> 105 110 degrees one day to 60 degrees the next day and, and it's winter boom <laughs> now we're in winter so we're gonna wait a little while there's no spring and fall though so
0: you do know that if ever got to 105 or 110 over here in the uk especially here where i am in wales the whole country would just shut down we'd have no idea what to do we couldn't deal with that kind of heat well we we, we have a dry
1: heat here it's it's a dry uh-huh. <laughs> but a dry heat. it's a little more tolerable than having the humidity you know yeah and if you're, you're wales you're you're ocean adjacent so you got humid weather right
0: oh definitely yeah and and we definitely see all of the seasons we really do which you know it's a positive in one way i guess but in another it would be nice for it to be warm all the time never never have to scrape like ice off your windscreen of your car which i had to do yesterday morning
1: well i i grew up in the midwest in ohio so uh, in the snow belt actually uh so i had a good experience with winters and snow and ice and Scoop it, you know, shoveling your way out of your house from the, <laughs> <laughs> the smell. can the door. Uh, unburying your car, digging oh. your car.
0: Oh uh, yeah. And you, so, and you know about weather everywhere. I mean, you've traveled the world over the years, and of course, we're here. We're, we're going to talk about the new Ring of Fire album, Gravity. But I, it right. would be it would be remiss of me, Mark, to have you on the show for a little bit of time and not and not dig into the past because. You know, again, in the pre-show chat that we had, you know, there's not too many years between us at all. And I would think that a lot of our pop culture references are quite similar. And, you know, I I got into music like in the early 70s. I got into, you know, it was chart music over here. First big band I really, really got into in a big way was ABBA. Then it was ELO. (laughs) um, And then it wasn't until 19, I remember the year, it was 1979 when I discovered like rock music. And they discovered Judas Priest and Scorpions and Kiss and more and more bands. And then as it got through the 80s, he added like Wasp and Twisted Sister and and every band that went through then. And I know Mm -hmm. because, you know, I've loved watching interview shows that you've done recently as well to promote this new album. And I know one of the the musical genres that you loved growing up was Motown Mm -hmm. and, and some of the things that you've done. And I wanted to ask you because, of course, like Paul Stanley's got his Soul Station project now. And uh-huh. you're doing the Motown music. Is that something that you think? Because again, I don't, I, oh, there's so much to talk to you about. Because I know some of the projects that you've got upcoming, you've got the, you know, the heavy metal album and, and a lot more. Would there at any point, do you think, be some sort of like Motown project because you love that genre of music so much?
1: Well, I, you know, during uh, COVID times, I was, you know, I was kind of bored and stuck in the house. And I have, I, did, I did some, uh, that I don't know if we'll ever see the light of day, but I recorded some uh Motown kind of songs in a kind of a metal fashion, which is kind of cool. And then I took some metal songs and recorded them in a Motown fashion. Oh, nice, that was a great idea, but I never kind of finished it up. I have about three songs of each of those recorded. Um, maybe I'll f- dig into the- I don't know. I, I'm afraid <laughs> that people will come out of my mind but uh it was fun and i think it might be fun for people to hear at some point and uh and i have actually been writing some different stuff now not motown uh, more kind of like 80s kind of pop rock i don't know why i feel like i mean i'm i'm working on all i'm writing stuff every day yeah but uh, i i've taken you know i'd like to explore different things and um uh, i've been doing these cruise ship runs uh playing with a rock band on the cruise ship and uh I get inspired differently so i started just i I bring a studio portable studio with me laptop interface Mm. and good microphones and a little keyboard and stuff and uh i've been writing these pop rock kind of 80s kind of pop rock really pop kind of sounding stuff that i think think sounds really good but i don't know if anybody's ever going to want to hear it but you might hear (laughs) some of these things come out maybe next year maybe i'll find some way to uh those things you know nowadays you can i can just pop it onto youtube or Mm. pop it anywhere and and just for fun you know i might do something like
0: that i already want to hear it (laughs) (laughs) just you saying that makes me want to hear it i mean what is it i mean i've talked to you know loads of musicians and again you know as a child of the 60s growing up through the 70s and 80s so i went into 19. i was i was 14 and a half as we were ticked into 1980 so I went through the 80s were like really formative years for me. So I was like 14 through 24. So the influences yeah. I got with cinema and music have, have stuck with me to this day, which is why the 80s are such an important decade to me. And I'm so pleased that musicians f- from that decade are still going strong and producing music and putting it out there. Whereas musicians you know, and bands from later, from the 90s and 2000s, have disappeared. Why do you think it is that something about bands from that decade that the, they're still relevant and still pumping out the music when others have just gone from the landscape.
1: I, I really, I couldn't tell you the answer to that. That's, that's quite puzzling actually. Um, when you think about it, mm. but I don't know, I think, you know, in the seventies in and in, into the eighties bands still all sounded different. They had a different production sound. The album sounded different. The songs sounded different. You could play, you'd hear a song say on the radio mm. and you'd know which band it is right away. Yeah, and yeah, now yeah. Nowadays, and, it, and it started in the nineties, I think, and into the two thousands until now bands all sound the same, mm. the new, but newer bands, they, they, they have the, they, they seem to copy each other in style and, and they try to fit into a certain box. So you have bands that are in this box and then this box and all the bands in those particular boxes sound the same. Mm. And they vocal sounds the same that, the instruments sound the same. The production sounds the same. Yeah. And so you don't know which band it is. You just know they're in that box. They're one of those bands in that particular box of, uh, say, active rock or whatever, whichever box you know you want to. Yeah. They have all. They corporate <laughs> radio world, uh, internet world has these boxes uh, and the the charts. The charts are boxes too. So. <laughs> no, it's ridiculous. What I mean. You know what I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I uh, yeah. think that has something to do with it because they don't develop an identity uh, outside of those boxes. Whereas bands from the 80s or from the 70s, particularly, they didn't necessarily fit into, they didn't have boxes. You know, there was more of a, each band kind of stood on an island of its own and, yeah. and had their own identity. Definitely. Oh,
0: most definitely. And you just, you just, said, you were just saying as well about you you carry a studio with you wherever you go. Can you imagine saying that back in the 80s? Oh, I've got a studio with me <laughs> wherever I go. I mean, oh, would, how much? Much. it would be a bit much, wouldn't it? Well, you'd have to, you, you had recording trucks, you know, a portable
1: studio. It, you had to fit it into a truck back then. So,
0: <laughs> um, uh, I mean, it's amazing how much, I guess in one way, I mean, that's a positive that you can record music wherever you go in the world. Mm-hmm. But in another way, the way that the music industry has, has changed since, you know, I started buying albums, you know, on good old vinyl way back when, it's it's nowhere near what it used to be. And it's it, I guess it's so difficult for new bands, new up and coming bands to, to try and make a living from it because, you know, just like album sales and so on are not there. And the, the pittance you get from streaming sites is, is nothing at all really, is it?
1: No, not unless you're in the top 10% of of all the bands yeah. you can make a living but um or you can be like me and just keep <laughs> dogging away at it and keep <laughs> working working and working every day and making yeah I am not complaining I, I love that I can still I I don't have any other job than music mm-hmm. and uh, but I work very hard at it um and I love
0: but I love my job so I mean yeah uh, that's great isn't it you've you've obviously got a passion for it and you're so good at it as well which makes a huge difference and you. and you and you, you said you're always so busy and you've got different, you know, you're spinning different plates all the time and you've got the new ring of fire and and there's always so many projects that you've got on the go. How, how do you deal with that in your, in your head? Because one of the things I love about you, Mark, is like you said, you know, the bands sound the same. Your bands don't sound the same and every project you're involved in sounds different as well. So when you're writing songs for all of that, how do you sort of, cop mentalize that within your head. I'm writing for Ring of Fire. I'm writing for here. I'm writing for here.
1: Well, it's kind of a it's kind of a, a natural thing actually because I, I don't try to fit into a certain box for sure, but I try to hmm. fit how the music hits me hmm. um, um, because uh, because of the way I grew up with AM radio and the AM radio played every where I grew up in ohio they played every style of music Mm -hmm. uh one after another you'd hear the who then you'd hear james brown then you'd hear michael jackson the jackson five then you would hear um uh, crosby stills nash and young or Mm -hmm. then you'd hear i mean just every just everything you can think of i heard i was exposed to everything and i loved it all yeah and that stuck with me my whole life i i love all good music and all creative I mean I love classical music too. I love country music. I, I love all of it. If it's done well, you know. Cuz it's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing to create music. It's it's something that uh, is uh the way you communicate with uh, another soul and uh, people connect to that to you yeah. through that music. And it's you become uh it become one with the world, one with the nature, one, you know.
0: You do. I mean, there's nothing like music for I mean, music as well, it connects you with memories. You'll hear a song and it'll take you back to that time when you heard it and you know, and what it's relating to with that. Even when you go into movies and the music, the, the music within movies is the main thing that changes your emotions. It's oh I'm I'm getting scared now, I'm getting happy, I'm getting sad. So music is so important to people's lives. And and to be somebody like you who who crafts these songs and has such an influence over you've you've got influence over people's emotions worldwide? Mark, does that does that ever sort of come into mind <laughs> that you're that you're making people you know feel good listening to your music?
1: Uh, when when I get messages from people that I don't know and uh, they they give me their experience like that, it it really touches my heart. Yeah, it, it's really it's really so nice. And it makes it's fulfilling for me. Um I have to say you were making the comment about movies. I s- just saw the Brad Pitt movie uh, Bullet Train last night and it was funny because it, they they were playing uh, like um BG songs but with Japanese lyrics and they were playing <laughs> ABBA songs with Japanese lyrics and it was a different it was together really well. The soundtrack was pretty cool because it, it you connected with you said, "Oh yeah, that's uh ABBA song but but it's in Japanese."
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was a funny. It is a fun movie. Yeah. It still works though doesn't it even with you know the different lyrics that it it still works and still connects with you which is like it's wild <laughs> yeah <laughs> have you got do, do you have a process then you know when you're crafting a song do you have a process that's sort of locked and loaded that you go through i do this first and that first or does it does it change with each song oh, it
1: changes all the time because i mean if i'm writing on my own from scratch um Sometimes I have a melody in my head. Uh, mm-hmm. more, more often than not, I hear the melody, and then when I just start to put that melody down, say on a piano, play on, on a piano or whatever, I can hear the whole rest of the arrangement, the whole rest of the music. I can hear it all. Yeah. Uh, and then later, I'll put the lyrics to it. Um, and other times, uh, I, try, I start with lyrics and go from there. And get, come up with the melody and then put them and I can hear the as soon as I get the melody. For me, the magic is on a piano. I don't know what it is, a real piano, not a not a digital one, although it <laughs> works too. Yeah. The piano has some kind of magic when I could just hit a couple of keys and I can hear a whole I can hear a whole wow band, a whole orchestra in my head. Wasn't so, it
0: wasn't it a piano and a bass were the first two instruments that you learned as you know as a kid?
1: Yeah, yeah. My my grandma my grandma's piano she she never let me pound on it when I was a little boy I had to play notes. <laughs> once I started playing just notes I started hearing
0: orchestras in my head and so she was really smart with that Wow that's so good that's so I would love to I would love to be able to play any musical instrument I mean I've got two guitars behind me and I've owned mm-hmm. a, I've owned a guitar for wow over 40 years now still can't uh-huh. play the bloody thing it's just I think I've <laughs> given up on it. Okay. Maybe, I think there's only drums I need to try and think maybe I'm a drummer instead. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Do you think, you know, is it, is it like a natural talent? Is it something that even me, who's just, you know, I think 10 thumbs rather than any fingers could, could (laughs) learn a musical instrument?
1: Well, I think you can't, I mean, you're a music, you appreciate music so much. You must have an ear for it. I think Mm. that's where it starts. It starts, it starts in your head and then it comes through your fingers. Uh, or your feet, if you're playing drums, whatever, (laughs) (laughs) but it, it, it connects, it starts, it starts in the ears, I think, in the hearing.
0: And of course your, your instrument is your voice, which still sounds amazing, Mark. It really does. You've, You've got such a great vocal style and I love listening to you. Regular listeners will know, you know, my taste in music. I love, I love great vocals. I want melody in there. I want, I want to, Hear what the you know the vocalist is singing. I'm not into the shouty, growly kind of music. I'm not into thrash or speed metal. I like something I can listen to, and you've always ticked all the boxes, you know, for me because you've got such an awesome voice. how How do you look after it? Have you got any specific things that you do or don't do to you know to keep your sounding so good?
1: Well, you, you know, uh, there's the basic things, uh, you know, keeping your lungs in good shape. You, you know you have to have good lungs and a good diaphragm so you want to keep your body in good shape um, and you have to sing properly um, you, you don't want to over uh, you can hurt your you know the voice is a muscle so mm. it's just like it's you have to work it out so the way I work it out is because I'm lazy I, I don't like going to the gym but I do it anyway. <laughs> but um with singing i love singing so i can sing uh, as long as you sing every day it's mm. just like going to the gym every day for yeah. your voice for your, for your vocal cords um and as long as you do it the right way and don't hurt yourself uh, i've never i've been blessed with uh, i had a kind of a natural i started singing when I, I i can't remember when i wasn't singing i probably started singing when i started talking because uh, <laughs> my family was a church family And we had everybody sang and everybody played instruments. So whenever we went to church, we always, whenever we visited uh, other, we always visiting family in other towns. And every time we go to another town, we go to their church, and we have to get up and sing. And it started from when I was, I don't know, three, four years old. I started singing, and I started learning harmony parts, and I sang in harmony with everybody sang in harmony. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was my first uh, experience with singing, and um i guess i just learned to do it the right way i i I never had vocal lessons i've had a vocal coach when i i did a little bit of opera in los angeles Mm -hmm. Um, i was interested in that for a while i wanted to see how i could do do it because i was i love opera and the vocal coach i went to he was really great and uh he said well have you ever lost your voice i said i said what what do i really need to learn he said well have you ever lost your voice i said no not really he said well then don't do anything different. Just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> and then he gave me some advice on posture and breathing and yeah. things like basic things uh that I didn't know about, that I didn't learn naturally. Yeah.
0: Um, well, like I said, you still sound so good. You know, on this new Ring of Fire album, Gravity, you sound awesome. The song the songs are great. And <laughs> Thank you. You know, we talked, you know, we briefly mentioned about vinyl and that and our mutual love of vinyl. And it used to be one of the things. I mean, let's just let's just begin with with cover art, because that would be I remember walking into record stores and buying albums just because I loved the cover of it. I know <laughs> it was a, And I bought and, and to be honest with you, Mark, there wasn't many duds that I bought. I'd say I'd got a really good hit rate that got, I like that cover. I'd get it home. This is a great album as well, so it was good. Uh, and it's lost in today's digital age, And you know, if people are listening to it, you know, on the, on the phone and it's just a little square or something like that. And I really miss having that vinyl in front of me and putting the headphones on and listening to it and, and looking at the cover, reading the lyric sheet if it was in it. What's What sort of input do you get as far as, you know, the covers of the albums go as far as Ring of Fire is concerned?
1: Well, yeah. They, uh, the label Frontiers, I'm kind of frustrated with them. They won't put out a, a vinyl of this album oh, yet. It, oh, well, they <laughs> need to. <laughs> you can put out vinyl of all of the albums. Yeah. Uh, I mean, um, even, you know, now they do all the art artwork digitally mostly now, but it used to be paintings. It mm-hmm. used to be.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: It used to be drawings or paintings and stuff. Now it's all done on the computer pretty much. Um, but still, it's still nice to have. And uh, I mean, if you look around this there's no CD players. I there's no CD players in cars anymore. Yeah. CDs are it nobody wants a CD anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, but you... please buy Mark C D Yeah, definitely.
0: Buy Mark C D,
1: definitely. <laughs> uh or or please uh buy buy it as a digital download yeah. or something. I, I I need to stay alive and keep my, <laughs> my but I really wanted to start putting out vinyl because the stores have vinyl. And, you know, WalMarts and Targets yeah, and yeah. regular stores are selling vinyl again. Um, they don't have a huge selection, but they have some, and they have they're selling little turn, you know, cheap turntables and medium grade turntables. And, mm-hmm. uh, I just want people to get back into that. It just makes logical
0: sense. It should have never went away. No. Um, Definitely shouldn't have gone away. I mean, they,
1: they, I, I'm a vinyl collector. You know, I have, I probably have about 25,000 albums. Wow. Um, and I love some of the covers. I mean, some of the, they got really creative on some of those covers. Like uh, they have, some of them would be gatefold oh. and, and things would pop up. You yeah. Know?
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or they would have, uh, I, uh, first one I think it was, one of my favorite covers was the Captain Beyond album with the 3D, had a 3D image on it. It was the Whoa. first thing with it. 3D uh i don't know if you're
0: familiar with that no captain no beyond. i'm i'm going to be looking that up when we finish recording mark definitely
1: yeah look up the it's uh, their first album captain beyond and it's uh from the 70s
0: yeah oh i will
1: that was a fantastic <laughs> cover
0: <laughs> well you know let's move on from the cover to the actual content of this album i mean how did all how did all of this come together what was the genesis of the writing of it and getting everybody together, because again, you know, you, you've you got a rich history of, you know, being in the music industry. And one of the things that, that come with, with that is you work with different people. And even if you're in the same band, this band member changes. And some fans yeah. get a bit finickety with, oh, so-and-so's left and so-and-so's here and they're not as good. And I'm never bothered about that. The main thing with me is the band's still there and they're making great music and I'm happy. And, you know, like you know, bands, I've talked to many bands and they've said, well, you know, are you in the same marriage you were in? Are you got the same friends? You know, that relationship thing that us as fans don't really appreciate as much because we're, we're not in that. And I know there's been band member changes within ring of fire, but you're still putting out great music and that's all that matters to me. So how, how did this album come together?
1: Well, I'm proud of it actually. And it it was just, I think it was meant to be really because, um, I didn't really know, uh, how are we going to do this? Because, uh, I knew I was going to work with Vitaly again. He and yeah. I started talking last year about making an album, and uh, but I contacted Tony, the, the guitarist, who's been on all the other Ring of Fire albums except one. Tony McAlpine, who's he's a great friend, and we've known each other forever, and we hang out a lot. Um, That's good. And ride motorcycles together and stuff. <laughs> oh, awesome! But uh, but he he's uh, committed to his uh, instrumental guitar instrumental stuff right now mm-hmm. which is he's a fantastic virtuoso guitar right. player and and so he wasn't interested in doing this album so um we searched around for quite a while and uh, had a few possibilities for guitar player but then we ended up with um aldo who i had met i think i sang on one of his secret society albums as a guest once as one on one song and so i i never met him but i kind of met him through that yeah yeah <laughs> And we started talking and and he he actually is he did a great job, and he actually mixed the album too. He did a great job on the mix um and he recommended the bass player and the drummer because um uh, they were available and they they it it just uh it sounds like we don't care about it, but we really do we try to find the best possible way to do the album and, and yeah. in an affordable fashion and and make it still the best quality we can, yeah. And we got really lucky. I got really lucky with Aldo because he knew the this rhythm section, the bass player and drummer, Stefano and Alfonso, um, who fit right in. I mean, they they did a fantastic job. Uh, I mean, it sounds to me the, the record sounds seamlessly just like any other Ring of Fire record. I think it's it's a a, a positive progression mm-hmm. uh, in the sound and in the songs. So I think it's one of my, it's my favorite Ring
0: of Fire album now, so. Wow, that's great to hear. That's that's so good to hear. And like you said, you, you know, you this is just the beginning because you've got so many things incoming, it sounds like, for next year. that You know, as well, is there any, I always, and this is what I've got to ask you this, Mark, because I always ask. So UK dates, obviously everybody, you know, the listeners know that everybody that I talk to, I listen to, Yeah, I talk to them because I, you know, I love their work. I've loved your work for years and years. Any UK dates incoming, and if there is, I always remind people: don't forget North Wales, where where I am, because the UK, you know, usually seems to be London, obviously, maybe uh-huh. Birmingham, Scotland, but yeah, if you do get the chance, Mark, don't forget North Wales. Okay, i remember. I always remember Wales because uh, the first touring band I
1: played, played and sang with was Savoy Brown, which Kim Simmons was yeah. from Wales. Yeah, yeah yeah so he he was uh, i met him in ohio of all places
0: oh wow
1: <laughs> yeah, he was living in ohio at the time and uh recording in cleveland and i was in the same studio and uh he had had uh, at that time he had tim bogart playing bass and singing it was fantastic of course um yeah, and uh he he had uh, he was looking for another replacement for in that to be replaced Tim bogart yeah and so and i i did that for a couple of years but um and I, I've worked with some other guys from Wales from in a show here in Vegas called the Tenors of Rock, which they're not doing right now. But mm-hmm. we were doing it up until COVID started uh, started and shut everything down. Yeah, some really nice chaps, and uh, so and the, everybody from wales is proud of
0: being from wales definitely yeah
1: definitely
0: <laughs> it is. as you will see when you get over here oh, fingers crossed i've just i've just glanced yeah. at the time and i can't believe that it's got cuz i said we would get this wrapped up i could talk to you for hours marco really could but knowing that you've got so much in common that in coming in 2023 it would be great to have you back on the show you know later on next year and Money have a, have a chat time. yeah have a chat about those those projects because it sounds like you've got an exciting year coming. Yes, I I think so. I think it's going to be very eventful. Um, so you do like the album, though, right? Oh, of course I do. And everybody watching on YouTube and everybody listening to the audio show, buy Gravity by Ring of Fire, and if you haven't already, buy the past albums and I would say everything that everything that you've been involved with. Why not? Why not? Just well, that's a lot. I, I I do have
1: a couple fans who have everything that i've ever put out um are <laughs> over the top but i love them so cuz they uh, if i if i can't remember something that i've done i ask them and they know
0: <laughs> well i love it that you're still here and creating music mark you know and long may you continue to be doing so so i hope that later on in 2023 we're sat here uh maybe maybe we'll be sat in person if you get over to north wales and we'll record another show and we'll have an update about everything that you've done
1: Yeah, I'd love to meet you in person. We're really trying to do some UK dates. So uh, I'll keep you. Keep keep looking out for us.
0: I will do. And I'll be there. If you're over here, Mark, I'll be there. Don't worry. (laughs) All right. Thank you. Well, for the sake of the edit, we will say goodbye. And thank you again, Mark, for giving me your time. This has gone by in an absolute flash. So thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure talking to you. And the alarm bell, as always. Brings to an end another interview show. And once again, I hope you enjoyed listening to that just as much as I did recording it. It was great having a chat with Mark. He was another guest where the time just flew by and I could have talked to him for much, much longer. But as I said at the top of the show, hopefully I will be doing at some point next year. So until then, things you can do. Of course, I say this at the end of every show. Please visit 60mw.co.uk, 60 not alphabetical. That is the hub of everything that we do. There's links to all of the podcasts. There are social media. Follow us on Twitter. I keep saying that Twitter, while it still exists. Who knows what's going to happen with that. It's the best way to follow and keep up to date on everything that we do. Share our shows uh, with your friends. Leave us a review. If you do leave us a review anywhere, please let me know. Because quite often you can leave them somewhere and I will never see it. So if you could fire us a tweet or an email to let me know, that would be fantastic. And I will add it to the listener feedback page on the website. Uh, As I release this, there is now only a week to go before we close up shop for the holiday period and return in the new year. But between now and then, we've got another two podcasts to release. Not quite sure what they're going to be. Depends if any more interviews come in. I'm waiting on that because they take priority. So some shows will be bumped back. There's quite a few already in the can, so I'm not sure which ones are going to be released next. Uh, You'll be surprised and uh, hopefully entertained too. So again, thank you for listening, and we will be back before too long. I see you're a Stallone fan. You got St- Rambo. I'm a bit. I, I'm a big. Sl- I've got two Rambo tattoos as well. <laughs> as well, that's how big of a that's how big of a Sly fan I am.
1: That qualifies for huge, not big. That's like a huge fan. Right?
0: Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Actually, I think it is. Yeah, I think that's another layer up, isn't it? If you've got a couple yeah. of tattoos of him. <laughs> I can't think
1: of a, a more a higher level than that, but there there might be. But yeah. you're on the high. Definitely.
0: That's it. If you, no, if you I, love, I love, I love Stallone too. It's cool. Oh yeah, it's great. I'm loving it. That he's what 76 now and still. I haven't seen Tulsa King yet. I'm looking forward to watching that. But
1: yeah, I, no, I haven't seen it yet either. I saw some uh, previews of it. It's, it's,
0: it looks good. He's a cool.
1: They had a big. Uh, he's done a bunch of interviews lately, so I learned a lot more about his life and about mm. how how he did uh, the Rocky and how he wrote that and how they wanted. They wanted him. They wanted to just buy the script and not have him do it. And
0: yeah, yeah, really interesting story behind that. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, he was. He was really committed to it, wasn't he? You know, he could have made he could have made some money at the beginning, but he stuck to his guns, and fair play to him. It paid off, so that was good. And that will be the edit. Thanks, Mark. I, I can't believe how quick that went. <laughs> it was like, whoa. <laughs> well, you know, a couple of old guys talking about the old good
1: old days. We could go on. Oh, for, well, that's you know. That's it, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> just reminisce we just go to a pub and have a pint, and we'd be talking forever.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Well, again, if if ever you do get to the UK, uh, you know the pints are on me, Mark, and we'll sit and have a chat.
1: <laughs> All right, sounds great. <laughs>